Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Modern Music Marketing Podcast by Genever Studios. I'm your host, Andrew Southworth, and this is a very exciting episode because I get a chance to talk to an independent hip-hop artist known as Young L3X, or Young Lex. And he's managed to make a full-time living off of just essentially Spotify and Apple Music streaming revenue. <laughs> uh, he doesn't do shows, he doesn't really sell merch, he doesn't really have any other monetization strategies that are significant at least. It's pretty much all income from Spotify and Apple Music. So we talk a lot about Facebook ads because that's what he used to build up, uh, to make that happen. Um, we talk about how he gets started, uh, kind of how he got into Facebook ads, techniques for doing the ads, and a lot of other music industry stuff. So I think you're going to like this one a lot. And yeah, enjoy. We are recording. So if you could, uh, let everyone know in my channel and the podcast, uh, what you're all about, who you are, and just kind of like a short backstory about you. Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, my name is Young L3X. L3X is for Lex. I just spell it with a three. I'm an artist and songwriter. I've been independent my whole career. Um, part of the reason I reached out to Andrew is because he's pretty much teaching people the same things I've been using my whole career, which has um, helped me gain some, su some success as an independent artist. I mainly build my audience using ads, Facebook ads and Instagram ads. So nice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's nuts. Like I didn't realize it when you first uh, messaged me, but you have 250,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. You got like 17,000 followers and you, you have millions of streams in some of your tracks. So I, I guess I'd, I'd love to kind of, kind of know, like, let's take it, all the way back to let me scroll through your timeline here uh 2016 2015 was your first track on here so yeah yeah what uh like when you started how long did it take you before you started like seriously getting into marketing and like at what point did you start seeing results um so i feel like my story pretty unique because it's like a story of just like trial and error and like some is like things that were mistakes leading to like, oh, I'm glad that happened or just a lot of trying things out. So basically, um, been making music my whole life. I'm from Boston, but Boston doesn't really have a good music scene at that time. So I was like, all right, let me just focus on online. I heard about Facebook ads back in like 2015. So I was just trying it, not putting it in too much money, just like whatever I could afford at that point. But I saw how that was, um, Gaining some traction, um, some videos are like going like sort of viral, I guess. From there, I I just kept doing that, not putting too much money in per month, probably like forty dollars, sixty dollars a month, just to begin with. Um, so then, what ha what had happened was I uh, I ended up ended up getting verified on my Facebook, but then it got hijacked <laughs> by like. I got scanned pretty much by somebody who was like, hey, well, we want to work with you, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, we'll help you, like, grow your audience on Facebook. So what they did was um, they hijacked my page in order to just have it with the, the blue badge. So I'm like, damn. At that point, I think I had, like, 20,000 likes on Facebook back in, like, 2016 when Facebook was, like, alive, which yeah. was, like, a big deal. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. So it got hijacked. I was like, damn, I got to learn. I, I need to rebuild quick. So I started spending a lot of money on ads per month, like 
I went from spending like 60 a month to like $500 a month on ads. Wow. And then that started growing my Facebook quick. And then I started realizing like, wait, hold on. The money I'm putting in to my ads is like I'm making it back from like my streams. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much like the beginnings of how I got into like ads and stuff. Nice. So, I mean, you've been you've been putting out tracks at a pretty fast rate. Like you have you have a crap ton of music on your on your Spotify. Like it's kind it's kind of inspiring. Like you can literally scroll down the page for like ten seconds. <laughs> and I think just yeah. this year alone, you've put out uh, twelve singles or something like that already. Yeah, yeah, so far. So like you're you're really you're cranking out the tunes, which is which is dope. Um, so in terms of like your your strategy now, like outside of using Facebook ads, do you use any other? And you're the promotional methods. I mean, you have a pretty big, it seems like, or organic following at this point. Yeah. So do yeah. you still invest in the ads or do you, do you get involved with playlists or, or what, what's your process now? Um, yeah, everything just Instagram and, um, Instagram ads and Facebook ads. But like I said, a lot of it's trial and error. Like even, um, to get to the, the monthly listeners I have, um, back in like 2017, I worked with a playlist company. Um, won't say their name, but basically it was like a company. Yeah, we're gonna help you get on Spotify playlist. I think I paid them like two thousand dollars for a campaign, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I got on like minimal playlist. Like, basically didn't get any streams from it, so it was like a completely waste yeah. of money. So what I ended up doing was like, all right, forget. Um, paying people to put me on their playlist. Let me just build my own playlist. So if you see on my Spotify, yeah. I have a playlist called Way Too Deep or another one called In Her Feelings. That you, you have like was, 60, 70,000 worth of playlist followers. Like you, you have two playlists that both have 30,000 followers, which is nuts. Yeah, it was, it's good and bad. Like, I, like now I kind of <laughs> regret it because like all those people followed my playlist instead of my artist profile. Which yeah. is like, <laughs> damn, I should be having like 80,000 artists, profile followers. But I mean, you live and you learn. So basically, 2017, I started driving people to my playlist and realizing as soon as I did that, my stream doubled. Because like, all right, they listen to one song, they're going to listen to all my songs on that playlist. And usually right. I just have music on my playlist since I have so much songs. Yeah. Uh, I did that 2017. Then later on in 2017, um, I I was like, let me just experiment. So I created, I turned those playlists into an album on iTunes. On iTunes. Hmm. So I think it was like one of the song, one of the playlists had 20 songs. So I just put that in as an album, put it on iTunes in August of 2017, and that like people just started like buying that album like crazy, like. I wow. think in August and September of 2017, I sold over a thousand copies on iTunes. Oh, damn. That's really good. Yeah. yeah, it was just like crazy. I was just waking up like 100 sales. I mean, people don't buy music anymore, but. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm guessing the album sold for like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars, something like that. So a thousand sales over such a like a relatively short time frame. It's it's kind of a lot of cash for in the music world at least oh yeah no definitely i was just like grateful for for one and just like just felt like magical at that time um <laughs> but 
but like um just getting to that point it was just like i had to for that to happen i had to make the mistake with the playlist company yeah for the play company i had to happen i had to get um hijacked in order to like really invest into ads and stuff so just bringing it back full circle yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense that that sucks that you got hacked with your facebook but i guess if it started you off on a journey of actually figuring out stuff in a in a good way it kind of works out um and so you you know aside from like the the spotify stuff and uh, music itself um you you actually have merch and stuff so i i'm I'm wondering like as an artist what are your kind of main revenue sources like is it all music based or is it also merch or do you do other stuff as well oh no currently right now it's just music um, I tried the merch like a couple months ago, but I, I haven't like really um, pushed it. I'm actually getting ready yeah. to drop a new project, which is like a unique project that I feel like hasn't been done before the way I'm gonna roll it out. So that's why I put up my merch again to see if if that does, like people decide to buy merch, but it's not something I'm pushing currently. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I noticed, um, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, I'll pull it up in the background because I forgot to leave it open. Um, but your your YouTube page, I've noticed that you pretty consistently always have, like for one, you have twice as many subscribers as I do on YouTube. So great job. <laughs> um, and it's cool because it's all it's all music, like which is incredibly hard hard to do. I'm guessing that's probably a, the spillover effect of running ads promoting your music. Like people just go check you out on YouTube. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. But like you you've got some some dope visuals like i forget which music video it was it was no good for you i checked it out and do you find that like having these these kind of like what looks like a professional production music video like do you find that that helps you out in terms of like the marketing Um, or honestly when i first like it was helping out like i was doing videos to like every song at one point but then i realized towards like 20 like that towards the end of 2018, 2019, it's like, all right, videos for all the songs are not necessary. You just need to have some type of visual aspect for, like, the ads, either the in-feed ads or the story. Because, like, the cost to make a video, um, it's hard to make that money back. So right. I, just stopped, <laughs> I just stopped doing videos and just started focusing on, like, all right, let me just get a piece of, like, I might just shoot, like, a, 30 second video that I could use on the ad because I, I view ads as like more of more as the commercials for your music yeah. so sometimes I might I might even reuse like my own videos for like new songs and use them in as ads hmm. so that's interesting yeah because I just view it as like all right I just want people to listen on Spotify or Apple Music so instead of just me putting up a blank just like a cover cover of the song let me just even if it's like one of my old videos, oh, this this vibe fits with this song. Let me just take it. People are gonna swipe up and listen to the song. So that's good. <laughs> so like you'll you'll have a, a video and the music will be from some old song, but you'll direct them to the new song. Yeah, yeah. And that that works fine. Like people don't be like, this isn't the same song. What the hell? Nah, because I, f- I feel like most people listen to stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. So like this this one song that's pretty good. Um, I dropped it last year. It's called No Time for Love. Um, yeah. I don't have a music video for that one, but that one it's, it's getting close to like half a million streams on Spotify. And all I did was to promote it, I used 
an old video of mine for a song called Earn It that didn't do as well. I just took a clip of that video, promoted it with No Time For Love, and it just started doing very good. So I was like, all right, it, that works. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually like a really clever idea because I've had songs, you know, every song kind of performs differently, right? So um, like some songs, I'll, I'll, I always do a, a small portion of my ad spend just to like pitch to curators and submit hub or whatever. And most yeah. of it's ads and, and some songs will do great on submit hub and horrible on ads. And another song might do the opposite. It'll be horrible in submit hub and awful in ads or yeah. Great in submit hub, bad in ads, bad in submit hub, great in ads. It's not always one to one. And that's just like the nature of ads. Like some songs naturally will do better. Some visuals will naturally do better. So I'm wondering if like, it'd be worth me experimenting, getting, like the video of my best performing Facebook ad song and just like yeah. slapping it on an ad and directing people to the new song. Um, it worked. Yeah. I feel like anything, anything better than just like something simple, like a simple cover image works for Cause you got to view it as like, even like um, some songs I use a website called Pixel. It, it offers oh, yeah. like free stock. So I find like stock footage videos. And I was like, all right, this fits the vibe of this song. Let me just place it onto this song since it fits and people swipe up. <laughs> so like a song, for example, I have a song called Low Key. It wasn't like really streaming. It's probably probably getting like 30 streams a day. But then I found like a a video that fit fit the vibe of it. And I turned that into an ad. Now it's getting like 600 streams a day or more just by wow. like using strategy, like yeah, doing that's- ads. And get people to it that's a good idea too like i use um story blocks it's another stock yeah. video site and and i i use it for um like when in the past i used to make music videos out of stock footage but i've never tried like using that as an ad because some some stock footage stuff can actually be pretty pretty awesome like i don't know like yeah, a clip of a um what are they called who are those people that do like tricks on the street like doing flips and stuff what is that called yeah yeah um Parkour. Yeah, they have like parkour clips. I wonder just like getting a parkour clip and like running ads on it to a song like that. That's a great idea because, you know, sometimes ads just flop like you, you make a nice music video or whatever. And sometimes for some reason in like an Instagram story format or whatever, it just doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. Click. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So when in your ads, are you um, I mean, you might have multiple answers for this, but are you pretty much exclusively doing story placements and sending people to like a landing page where they can click to go to Spotify or Apple Music? Um, yeah, currently mainly story placements. But when I like really, like when my ads like blew up back like 2017, 2018, surprisingly it was all through just like video video views um the campaign objective. Yeah. Cause they were just getting sh- Cause like the content of the music I was making back there was more like share basin and um like like more um i guess shock it had like shock value to it in a way hmm. so video views was working better back then but now um yeah it's strictly um ig story feeds sometimes i might run ads on facebook feeds and instagram feeds but i feel like ig works the best right now yeah i found that too and, and there's it's funny i i in one of my videos where i show how i do like my current story ads someone commented and was like dude, this works super well, but I found a way to like cut my cost in half even further. And I tried it and it worked. And it was, it was that, 
in addition to the story placements, like add in like the Facebook feed, the mobile feed, the Instagram feed, and like the the video video thing. I forget what it's called, but it's like the video marketplace or whatever. And I added all those in and I put like custom placements for each one so the videos look decent. And it cut my ad cost in half. And, and in the past, I would do that to test it out and I never got as good a result. So, uh, you know, so, something to try, I guess, for you is like test out putting in some of those other placements um, again. I tried like the, actually I have like a one campaign strictly for Facebook feeds. And I think that was costing like four cents per conversion. Wow. Um, at first I was kind of like wary, like, wait, this is too low, too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> like four cents per conversion. So um, now I'm like, all right, all right, hearing you say that as well, I'm like, all right, I guess it's legit. Then. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had even just on Instagram stories, you know, my, my song Socialize, which came out like 12 weeks ago or whatever, it was getting consistently 10 cent conversions, which is like super good. Like putting $300 into that means you get 3,000 new people on your on your Spotify page, which which is, you know, super cheap. Um, and then I've had playlist ads that I've run that will get down to like six cents, five cents per conversion because I still do that landing page thing with the playlist. And it seems to all be real. Like the streams come in, the saves come in, the listeners come in, the followers come in. You see on your Spotify for artists, all these uh, playlists, all these user playlists you're getting added to. Um, so yeah, it's real. Yeah, no, I think, like I'm very a strong advocate of just using Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Cause like, I know, I know like several artists that pay like playlist companies and paid for, um, yeah, marketing companies, to, marketing agencies to do stuff for them, and nothing has happened. Even me, like last year, I made a mistake where I hired a publicist, hoping that mm. would like generate some buzz. And the money that I spent on the publicist did not generate. <laughs> <laughs> not, like I spent that on ads and done like ten times more than what the publicist did. But yeah, yeah. When I talked to Circa from Entrepreneur a couple months ago, um, he he has a thing on his site where he talks about how. Um, he he had an example of a band hired a publicist for like three grand and there's no return path for any of those people. Like they might, you might get some blog placements or whatever. And while blog placements are good because they're kind of like a permanent record of your, your successes on, online. It's like, you can't directly ever say if they did anything for you, especially not in the immediate term. And that's kind of the, the falter of anything publicist related is that like what's the how do people get back to you and how do you track it it's just kind of like a black box you know yeah it is. Um, and you're 100 percent independent too right yeah i've been doing everything myself which is just nuts um and are, are you doing this all like is this for your full-time gig now music yeah it's, I've, I've been doing music full-time since 28 like 2017 wow so when do you do show do you do shows and stuff too or is it all like online um it's just been all all online so far like i've been trying to get into shows um but for that i feel like you need a team and i need to yeah. just get bigger recently i changed <laughs> up my approach because i made a mistake with facebook ads too which people should be aware of um 2017 ads worked great like they were like blowing up like i think i was spending 20 dollars a day on like one campaign and I was getting like 2000 link clicks, like real, like actual, like people going to like link clicks, which was like 
less than one one cent per per click. Yeah. So I thought that was going to work. So I left my ads completely the same for 2018. Didn't really change up my approach or anything. Mm. But Facebook changed. Something in Facebook changed where that did not work. So I spent <laughs> I spent a lot of money in 2018. Lost a lot of money in 2018 in ads. So now this year, yeah. um, I, I learned more. Especially watching your videos, I picked up some things. Um, just to enhance my approach with the ads. But yeah, um, I forgot what your question was, but yeah. Um, um, oh yeah, yeah. I was asking if you're 100% online and or 100%. Yeah, if you're doing it all online, yeah, and you are, which is just crazy too. Because I a, a lot. I mean, you're not even really. You're essentially making a full time living off of just streaming services. Yeah, yeah. That's what I try to explain to people. Like, you could make a living, like a living by yourself. You just gotta. At first, you could. You're gonna invest money. You're gonna lose money. But it's gonna like. It, it works like a circle. Like the money you put into it now, it's gonna come back to you. Like the money I'm spending on ads now, I'm losing. But six months from now, I don't have to put in the same amount of money I'm putting in now, because it's like, I can't really explain it, but it's just like a circle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that I, I think about it in the same way as being this like cyclical thing where you're you're putting money. It, it's almost like investing in your future, right? You're you're spending this money in ads to get people on your profile and. At first, you're like, well, I just spent X amount of, you know, hundreds of dollars or whatever to promote this song. And, like, you might see some numbers tick up, but it's hard to quantify your ROI and something like that. But then over the yeah. course of six months or even even a year of consistently dropping songs and promoting them, there's kind of this cyclical effect where the, the previous fans are checking out the new ones. And so that next song does better and you're pumping it with ads. And then eventually you get a payday on the song that comes or, you know, because there's that three month lag with distribution platforms um three months or six months later you get the payment for all that stuff you did before and now you can put that towards the new stuff yeah and it's it's the circle of life so to speak <laughs> yeah also what i try to tell people is like like for me example it's easy for me to like invest into ads and at the beginning lose money when i'm doing it because i just want want to be heard like yeah. uh when i wasn't when I didn't have as much money to play with when it comes to ads, like I would skip meals, I would, I wouldn't buy clothes, shoes, video games, wouldn't go out. Like all my money would be going into ads. And some people just have to, like people that really want to be heard, I feel like, or want their music to gain some traction, you just have to make sacrifices. And if you're like cut off certain things that you don't, technically need and just put that into your music and you'll see that over time it's not going to happen overnight but like like you said like a year if you do that consistently you're going to make good money from your music and you're going to actually like me like I'll, i ended up doubling what i put into a tripling it, but it just takes time yeah. and consistency but there was another thought i had earlier <laughs> um, which is kind of kind of un kind of related to this but you i look at your profile right on your about page and you're discovered on section is five Spotify editorial playlists. So yeah. like what, what has been your experience getting on these editorial playlists? Are you, is it all just like you're pitching through the Spotify for artist submission tool? Yeah. Uh, so I, every time I release a song, I um, pitched through the submission tool. So um, that, that has helped with that. 
Wow. So it's like, it's like it, I, I don't know anyone who's actually ever gotten on an editorial playlist personally. Like they're always just, they're like they pitch and then they never get added. Um, like, have you found that over time it's gotten easier for you to get on these editorial playlists? Like because um, like now you're seeing this success. Well, that's not really. I, I mean, I've only been on like four of them, I think, or five. Last year I, I got on two for the first time, which was, was big. Um, this year, I think I got on two more, but I felt like last year when I got on those first two, I'm like, oh, I'm get on more. But <laughs> it took like a whole year to get onto like a new um, editorial playlist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and also, I mean, I, the, sorry, go ahead. So I'm off. Like the editorial playlists are good, but they're also, they're good to get streams, but not good to build a, a fan base. Like, because when I got on to like, one editorial playlist called Locked In. It has like 800,000 followers on it. I got on it thinking, I'm like, oh, great, my followers are going <laughs> to go up. And that did not happen. Because wow. people just listen to it. They don't follow follow you. They don't even like check your Instagram or nothing. So it has its pros and cons. I mean, the pros is you're getting streams and you're making income from it. But it's not what people think. Yeah, almost, almost everyone I've talked to that makes like significant amounts not necessarily makes but has great results on spotify they say the same thing that spotify playlists are essentially just a tool to get a whole bunch of streams which can make you money but they don't result in saves they don't result in people adding to their own library or playlist they don't result in people following you or or whatever and um so i guess they're kind of like as you said a mixed bag you know it's you get a bunch of streams but like it's not I would imagine most of your sixteen or seventeen thousand followers are from your ads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially um um like the last month I picked up a lot of followers on Spotify because um prior to running ads, I was running ads to my playlist to get streams. And people were following like the playlist. So that's yeah. why I have like playlists like we're over thirty thousand. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I have playlists. <laughs> over 30,000 um, followers, but people were just following that. Then I started doing more research on like Spotify's algorithm and their popularity index and stuff like that. And realized, oh shit, I should be driving people to my artist profile to bring up my followers. So in like the last month, I changed um, that that um, direction in my ads where I'm driving people directly to my artist profile now. And then from that, people follow me. They might, I see that my saves are going up. Um, even like the playlist I have pinned as my um, top pick, that picked up a lot of followers just by hmm. driving them to me instead of driving them to the playlist, which was just like, it's just a waste of like having a playlist with followers, especially for an artist like me. Like it's just my music. I felt like yeah. it was just a waste of followers because I can't really. These people don't know when I update the playlist. They don't know when I release a new song. So yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the playlists aren't like a podcast where people like follow and get updated or anything. It's just like yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's perks. So like, I I do use I promote playlists as well. But you know, I do it because I can send someone to a playlist and potentially get like several streams from it. But the other reason is that now I'm on Submit Hub, and so I can get. I can add other artists on to the playlist as well. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, you're, you're growing these playlists with ads and you're constantly feeding them with traffic and it's good for your own music, but it's also gives you a way to help out other artists. Now for you, I think all your playlists are just your music. Yeah, for the most part. Sometimes I, yeah. like if I have a friend, I might put them onto it to help them get their streams up. But yeah, I mean, so so for you, I can see why it would be less of a good reason. <laughs> Cause it's just your, and, and you, I see you even added, like you edited the description of the playlist to say, follow my artist page for my latest music, which is. A I was strategy. going back on Spotify. Cause like, I was like emailing them back and forth. Like, Hey, this has to be a way to like transfer these followers. <laughs> Cause these yeah. like people, a lot of people thought they were following me, but they were just following my playlist. So I'm like, Hey, there's gotta be a way to follow, uh, like transfer these followers. But it was like, no, just put it on your um, description to follow your profile. <laughs> That's all we could do. So. Oh, but um, one thing I am doing, so I am like still like when I do an ad, they go to the landing page, it's Spotify or Apple Music. When they go to Spotify, it'll take them to directly to my artist profile. But for Apple Music, it'll take them to a playlist because like mm-hmm. Apple Music doesn't matter followers or anything like that. So even for you, I'll suggest like say um, I'm not I'm not familiar with the names of your song right now, but. If you have a song, just um, for the Apple Music, just send them into like a playlist of your own music. That way, like, yeah. and you can put that song at the beginning. That way, they'll listen to that one. If they like it, they'll listen to another one. And you might get three, um, three streams at one time instead of just one. I'm super so, glad you brought that up because um, I, I did a video last week called The Apple Music Algorithm, where I, I actually I got a subscription to Apple Music solely so I could learn how it works and kind of like be able to run my ads a little better. And what I found is that the, the way that they recommend new music is like, you know, on Spotify, it's more like they have Discover Weekly, Release Radar, On Repeat. On Apple Music, if you listen to a playlist, if you listen to two songs in a playlist on your For You page in Apple Music, it's going to have a big thing that says songs like this playlist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, by doing the playlist, you're, you're taking advantage of, you know, in addition to there's no follow function in Apple Music, um, you're taking advantage of the algorithm on Apple Music because that's like the entire way it works. Like you listen to a playlist yeah, and they recommend more from that playlist. So it's it's a good strategy. And there's a lot of people that use Apple Music. Like on Apple Music, I think I've gotten over like 11 million streams without <laughs> like Apple Music playlists or anything. Just giving people the option to go to Spotify or Apple Music, but sending them to like a playlist I created. So yeah, man, that that's a super good point. I've been trying to get like I'm working on some more videos talking about Apple Music um, because a lot of people aren't focusing on it, you know? Yeah, and it pays double what Spotify pays. (laughs) Yeah, it literally pays double. And there's I think it's like they have more paid users in the United States than Spotify has paid users. And they, they have like half the overall user base of Spotify, which is like tens of millions of people. Yeah, definitely. So so it's, it's like kind of madness that artists like to like, no, no, Spotify, that's it. Nothing else. Like it's, it's just weird to me. (laughs) Yeah. So um, people do you, you might not know this off the top of your head, but, um, I, I talk a lot about like one of the reasons why you, you run ads on songs is like, yeah, you can get pretty cheap rates per song, 
like well, sorry, I mean like pretty pretty good results on like the amount you pay to get someone to go to your profile and listen to some songs. But the real way that you make a, a like I guess profit off your ads is if you your song gets into like Discover Weekly and release radar on repeat. So like off the top of your head, like how much of your Spotify traffic is um, algorithmic based, if you know? Um I think thirty five percent. Like I've been getting onto like a lot of Discover weeklies um recently. Even um like releasing like I released a song. I was releasing like last year I was re- releasing a song a week. At the beginning of this year I was doing that same thing. Just to take advantage of the release radar when you pitch to Spotify. Even that most likely they're not gonna put it on an editorial playlist, but they'll put it on people's release radars for your followers. So that has helped yeah. like bring my streams up. Right. Yeah. And that's like 35% is crazy. That means like a th- over a third of your traffic is essentially free. Yeah. yeah. It's that, that's and about the I'm, same that, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> Cut you off. But I was going to say, I'm s- still going to stick with that approach. Um, Cause like I have this new project I'm, I'm dropping next month where, where I'm doing something unique um, in a way where um, I have actually, let me just grab your real quick one second. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> so, okay. um, so yeah, I'm gonna keep using like the Spotify pitch in or release radar. Cause I feel like that makes more sense than releasing a whole project at once. Cause then you screw your chances of getting streams. Cause if you like release 10 songs, you could only pitch them one song. So nine of those songs, right. the streams are not going to be that good. So I'm like, all right, how do I release a project at once, but still pitch people? I've, I've still, still um, pitched to Spotify. I, I think so I kind of know where you're, where you're going with this, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I'm doing um, next month, I have a new project called The Breakthrough, where I have like these little cassette tapes, right? Um, these are like custom-made cassette tapes. On the back of these cassette tapes, it's going to be a QR code um, that people scan with their phone, and it's going to send them to a private link that has my full album on it. Hmm. So if people want to buy this and hear the whole album at once, they could purchase this. If not, I'm going to release a song every two weeks from that album just to take advantage of Spotify's algorithm. Um, wow. And I... Yeah, I feel like people should do that. Like, I know somebody that recently dropped the album. I was trying to explain, like, hey, you should just drop a song a week instead of all at once, because at least you're going to take advantage of Spotify's um, release radar and get more streams that way. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, it actually took a completely different direction than what I was expecting. I, I thought you were going to say that you are going to do that, that Chainsmokers waterfall release strategy. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, what is it? So they, what they did, um, and a few other artists have done it. Like I think San Holo did it with his most release, his most recent release. And what so what they do is they put out a single, just like a normal single, and it has album artwork and a title of an album. And then two weeks later, they put out another single, but they don't put it out as a single. What they do is they pull that previous single from stores and upload the first single along with the new single with the same ISRC code and the same title and artwork. And then two weeks after that. They pull down that release and put up a three-song album with the first two singles and the oh, new okay. single. And that lets you have the same album appear in people's release radar for as long as you do that. Which Yeah, is- that's what pretty much I did. Um, 
last year, I have a project called New Energy. Like, if you go on my Spotify, it says New Energy. It's not actually like an album, but it was like songs I was, I was releasing like weekly, and I just turned it into an album. Or even this year, I, I dropped a Spanish song called um, Otra Vez like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I released it as a single, and then recently I took it down as a single, and I put it into the album from, like I dropped a little Spanish two-pack last year. I put it into that. So now that's like a three-song album. <laughs> so I can see how that works too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool that you managed to kind of, kind of do the same thing and have it work out. Um, man, I just blanked out again. Um, one thing that I found super dope is I was I was checking out your music, which by the way, your music's freaking awesome. Like it's oh, it's it's produce. Do you do everything yourself, or do you have like a producer? Or? Um, I produce a little bit. Um, I usually just find people online or find people to work with, or just get like beats off online and stuff like that. Yeah, and then do you, do you go to a studio to record your vocals, or do you do that at home? Um, like the last year and a half, I've been going to a studio to record everything, but I'm planning for this the rest of this year to just get back to recording everything at home um and just doing it myself yeah that's that's probably best considering how this year has gone with studios yeah. probably not being open at all um yeah although i guess it's probably more like they can probably squeeze in even though they probably aren't supposed to be open i would imagine <laughs> yeah not um, like you had this collab with with someone like i was checking your your song won't forget because it was like the most popular one on your on your profile at the moment and like you got this artist who like I, I haven't heard of but i'm not like oh really <laughs> super knowing like in, into the, the genre um joiner lucas who he's got like nine million monthly listeners and he's 446 most popular artist on spotify in the world yeah how yeah, the hell did you pull that off <laughs> oh yeah i'm um, joiner lucas he's pretty he's 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 actually from um, on Worcester in Massachusetts. Yeah. So, so basically, um, Johnny Lucas is somebody I I heard of back in 2015. So that song right there is from 2015. Like there was, I was um looking to do a feature for somebody in the Boston area. There was a couple artists I was looking into, but I was like, all right, I feel like Joiner. I feel like he's gonna blow up one day. That was in 2015. So I I, I got him to do the feature on the song, and then um. I had it up for like two years and it wasn't like really doing anything. And then 2017, I think he like blew up. He had a big video and then mm. he blew up again in 2018 because he collabed with Eminem. And then that song, Won't Forget, started taking off kind of and it got in, onto like Spotify playlist. So it was just like just picking the right artists, I guess, and them blowing yeah. up and me like since I have them on the song, it helped me out as well. That's nuts. That's like a, yeah. such an awesome story too, because uh, you know you you never know. Um, you know, a lot of people like they only want to work with someone if if it's gonna like benefit them right away. Like if they're a bigger artist, or or whatever you know, whatever clout they they have in their mind that you need to have to work with someone. And I, I personally, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Because oh yeah, definitely. You know, like you never know who's gonna be the one to just like shoot you know shoot off and. In this case, like, I mean, you collaborate with a ton of people, it looks like. You you have a ton of collaborations or, like, guests on your songs or features and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's 
other people they keep working on their own and like you just never know if someone's gonna pop and and it doesn't like it it helps it only helps you to like work with someone based on their quality and how much you get along with them because like it, it with the worst case that happens is that you help them a little more than they help you it yeah doesn't definitely hurt you but in this case like, it worked out super awesome for you like it got you a super like popular song 2.6 million streams so yeah no that's definitely a approach i feel like people would think like i should take just like just view people forget about their cloud just view <laughs> people from their potential like i have a lot of songs with a female artist that um i can't name <laughs> i won't name her but she like she was featured on a lot of my songs and she like really took off like in the last year yeah. but um when i met her she was just like youtube um doing covers and i believed in her and i saw like all right i feel like a couple of years from now she could take off and like now 2020 she's like she's been on Times square billboards a bunch of spotify wow. playlists she's like one of youtube's like artists to watch like doing like super big things she just collab with like uh uh anime company to to do her music videos and all this crazy stuff so i feel like people just going back to what you were saying yeah like just if you forget about the clout or how many numbers such and such artist has if you believe in them you never know what they could turn into and that that can help you down the line yeah and like there was a recent thing where i saw you know again i won't like name names but i i, I, saw, I heard of someone who had this like dope voice and like he only had like five followers on spotify and like 12 monthly listeners or whatever and and i mean it might not have been that small but it was it was like very small but like for me that the value is like the person has a dope voice and i think i could write a song that would fit them well and the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter i mean for one like you're helping them out which is a good thing you're getting yep. awesome vocals on your song and if you know you're building a relationship that could you know help either one of your careers in the future and it's hopefully will benefit both parties not just one but yeah, yeah. that's how i look at it dope man so uh in terms of uh like the merch stuff i see i just, just completely random but like i'm on your spotify profile and you have merch on your spotify profile how do you do that <laughs> wait i do yeah yeah there's a merch section on your spotify oh sorry I was still on Joyner Lucas's. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he has merch in his Spotify profile. Man. I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. But um, with the merch, um, since a lot of artists are curious about merch and stuff like that, when, when I was getting, first got into merch, I'm like, damn, I have to buy these shirts and hoodies and stuff. And hold inventory but now like just use shopify um yeah. i use shopify I use a app called printful they um print it for you, what you i used to up, <laughs> yeah you just put up your design you don't have to ever touch it buy inventory and it i mean they take a percentage obviously but it's better than you buying 500 t-shirts and only selling 10 of them and being stuck with the rest so any any artist these days that have merch especially now i think shopify is doing like three months free because of the COVID. Oh. So I feel like artists should take advantage of that and just put up some merch. People buy it. They do. If they don't, they don't. It's like, yeah. 
just try things out like I yeah, feel like it, it, in my case i haven't i haven't pushed the merch too much um but i have the store and it, it's only 30 dollars a month normally which for some people you know maybe that's a lot for them but if if you really want it and and you like you can find thirty dollars a month or as you were talking about earlier like don't go out to eat don't buy that video game like wait till it's discounted, yeah, yeah. kind of thing um and i do the same thing like with printful and that's that's how like this sweatshirt i mentioned at the beginning like this is my sweatshirt and i i had it done on printful and i bought one for myself and it's kind of just like you don't do anything and like you just you order it and it just gets shipped to the customer and it's a completely seamless process the merch comes out looking great and if you start realizing like you're selling a lot of product and you don't want to pay that printful cut what you can do is then you can go and say well i'm selling 50 of these a month so now i'll go and i'll buy 200 yeah, and then i'll definitely. then i'll deal with shipping because you can get a shirt made for five bucks if you buy in it buying like quantities higher than 80 or something so yeah i i, I totally agree every artist should the very least use like printful or I don't know, there's a boatload of others. There's like a crowdfunding yeah, one and yeah. Yeah, I feel like just especially like independent artists, um, like people like me or just anybody independent, just you have to just be willing to try things. And usually like a lot of things are gonna fail. <laughs> but some things are gonna work out and you gotta act on it quick. Like I was watching your video where you was um doing a thing for a tone den with their like Spotify growth thing. Um, so I tried it out and it started working, but I, I told somebody else about that. It's like, yo, you should look into this and still hasn't tried it out. It's like, so I feel like artists, once you see something's working, just give it a shot. It might work for you. It might not, but at least you tried. Cause like I realized with, um, especially with marketing online, like the things that we're doing now might not work in 2021 like running ads for conversions and video feeds. We got to take advantage of it now and grow our fan base now because next year it might be a different, something else might be working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, totally. And every time there's a lot of people who will sell like courses and products and stuff. And I mean, I, I have a course that I'm working on too. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of in that game too, but like a lot of people sell courses on a specific hack. For example, in the past, I took a course that was about how to get 10,000 Facebook likes. And I'm not going to name drop who makes the course because I think the course is a pile of trash. Um, yeah, yeah. But like it was one of those things where it totally worked. But the thing is that it ignores the fact that in 2020, a Facebook page like is really a meaningless number that doesn't help you. And you yeah, kind of alluded to this earlier that Facebook pages used to be the shit. Like they were... They were fire for having a community where you could spread your message and, and reach people. Yeah. But in 2020, you do a post like one one to five percent of your audience sees it. Yeah, I have over like 130,000 followers on Facebook, and <laughs> when I post, I get like 28 likes or something crazy. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, and and that kind of shows how it always changes. You know, even before that, Google Ads was super cheap and people did a lot of awesome stuff with it. They raised the prices, a lot of companies went under, Facebook ads came in and all these companies rose to the top. And then over time, Facebook kind of, you know, they they need to make money and they learn that there's much more demand. Um, so you kind of have to be willing to 
jump in before something's proven just test it out yourself like i i just got access to tiktok ads which i'm very excited to try out yeah i recently uh, applied for one too because I, I tried um snapchat ads i tried spotify ads i'm trying to get into tiktok ads i tried youtube ads um pandora i tried it um i'm in talks with them to get access to that one just to try it out oh, cool yeah no that that's that's a great like thought process to have that you you always like you want to be in the cutting edge because that's that's when you get to take advantage of all these like super dope strategies and i'm sure within a year or two the method that you and i are using is probably going to be more expensive and we're going to have to figure something else out but yeah definitely especially um like even um because like before like i, I want to just say thanks to you because before watching your videos I was running a lot of ads for like link clicks, that campaign. But I think you mentioned something about conversions and I knew about conversions before, but I switched that approach and realized, all right, this makes a difference. Cause that's more like a, somebody that's more willing to listen to your music and click through things. Like I see people talking about like, oh, I'm just running link clicks. I'm getting three cents per link click. But those people are like, I, I tried that um, approach before. Like I, I did a campaign where I was getting three cents per link clicks. And on my landing page, it showed that 4,000 people clicked, but only 50 of them actually went to Spotify. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, so that does not work. Like, I just want to radiate. Oh, I can't even say that word. But what you've been preaching about using conversions. So I appreciate you for putting out that information online for me to see and for other independent artists to, like, pick up game and stuff. Because, like, there's a lot of people that have the knowledge you have that won't share that type of information that would try to hey, pay $10,000 for my course or stuff like that. And you yeah. have given a lot of free game that now that now that you do have a course, like, I feel like people should like really buy into it because like, you know what you're doing, you gave up a lot of free game. And you, so yeah, <laughs> basically, I'm just going on a tangent. Now, but yeah. Well, thanks, man. I, I totally appreciate that. But that yeah, that's that's totally my, my kind of thought process. I, my, my main mission is to help out as many artists as possible by showing them what I'm doing. And my my course, you know, I mentioned earlier that like some of the other course, like I've taken great courses as well, but some courses I've taken have been more like immediate tactic-y, like something that won't be valid in, in six months. And what I've tried to do is make my like course be, you know, like my video show you exactly how I make my conversion ads from start to finish. And the course is for the people who they want that more in-depth knowledge of like every step like i'm not going to make a 50 minute sorry not 50 minute but I, I wouldn't make like three separate 20 minute videos showing every little step of the process for youtube because it's going to be boring as hell it's going to do horrible as a youtube video yeah and the course is for like to get that basic understanding well not necessarily basic but have the in-depth understanding for people who want it and need it like you you already have all this experience with facebook ads so you're you were just able to take what I showed in the YouTube video, just go get great results, and you were already having great results. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I try to make it more like, in, in the course, I'd, I'll, I'll probably have some stuff that'll be like timely, but I want it to be something where even if Facebook changes their game, like whoever goes to that course can understand that and kind of like on their own go and figure out a new path. Um, yeah, definitely. If, you know, in a year, Facebook is just dead or something. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah you're doing, doing exact like i was thinking myself like um 
last year because I'm, I'm like one of those people too that just like helping people um with like with music stuff and helping people generate income and marketing and stuff themselves and i was like man i should just make a youtube channel and just like teach people what i do but i'm not really a good speaker or i don't like being on camera too much so what you're doing is like i applaud you for what you're doing because you're doing what i wanted to do i just can't do it because i'm not yeah you're like very good at speaking things and explaining things and like your setup is dope so <laughs> well thanks man yeah it's, it's funny like I, I never i've always been kind of like a quiet person like i'm kind of an introvert and i i uh i don't know like i'm i don't do much like speaking and in, in public much i mean i used to when i performed live back in the day but um i guess for some reason whatever my, my teaching style is people people seem to enjoy it so i'm i'm grateful for that and i'm also glad yeah, that it's actually helping people out and like I, I i only started doing these marketing videos this year too and i'm kind of yeah kicking myself for not getting into it earlier but like i guess before i had this this fear of um not wanting to be like another marketing guru type person or not like feeling like my results weren't good enough and then at, on a whim i just like shared some stuff i was doing and people were like what you this is how you do it oh my god and like asked all these questions and then all of a sudden i was like okay I'm gonna do another video and now my channel is basically just 100% music marketing which is, yeah. was a complete twist from what what it has been in the past couple of years but it's you know no. I, i'm all about just helping the most amount of people possible so you know yeah no yeah, like helping others that uh, i feel like that's what i mean not to get too deep but i feel like that's what life is about just like helping others inspiring others like life is just about like being like creating a thought and and somebody else that would like influence them to do something or like just help. <laughs> I can't really explain it, but I hope no, I, people I, know what I'm I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, that's that's really what everything is about. You know, kind of I feel like our job as as artists is to in our art kind of like express a certain you know, certain vibe or emotion or whatever. And we're we have we all have our own messages, but the main goal of like people in general i feel like is to prep the next generation up to be even better than they are and yeah. you know that's that's that my way of doing it is showing what i know with music and your way of doing that is making dope music you know it's like your your music i'm sure is inspiring people to either get into music or people that resonate with the lyrics personal personally yeah and you kind of you make a positive impact in the world by sharing whatever messages you're sharing in your lyrics and then yeah. you know there's a whole bunch of different ways and you know steve jobs did it by releasing the iphone but uh, <laughs> we're getting a little uh little <laughs> emotional here but yeah it's it's kind of what it's all about and yeah um, and i just want to like because like i mean prior to like this year like this year i'm like more like all right i'm gonna do like more appreciative of like the numbers I have on Spotify, the amount of people that listen to my music. Like last year, I was like in a place where like, I wasn't satisfied with what I had, but then like really appreciate that like, oh, 30,000 people listen to my songs, like my music today. Like, since I was so in it and so like, oh, I, wanted, I want more and more and more and more. I didn't like appreciate it until like it started going down. And then I'm like, damn, I wish I was still getting 30,000 streams a day. So it's like, 
I just want to, and then I was like, also last year or throughout my whole music career, I've been, I've been trying to chase like music industry people, like, like, um, not put like, put me on, but like, like trying to get a deal or like, I met what, like, I met a lot of music industry people where I got my music to them and just trying to like get them to help me. But this year my approach has been like, all right, I'm just going to do independent, be independent. I'm making a living off my music. My music is growing. My fan base is growing. I'm making money from it. And I'm happy with that. Like if the music industry comes to me now, then I'll like, then, then that's better than me like chasing these people and like I was like hacking and like emails and trying to get their numbers and doing all this crazy shit and that was like the wrong <laughs> clearly yeah I mean uh, the nice thing is that now if if a if some label or whatever comes to you and they offer you some deal that maybe isn't in your best interest like you have fuck you money so to speak like you, you can say to them like I built this all up myself I don't need you so give me a better deal yeah. and if you're a small artist and a label buys into you, it's like they kind of get to own you because they make yeah, stuff for you. And, you know, I, I feel like artists, a lot of artists see labels and whatever industry stuff is kind of like the goal. Um, but like in the end of the day, I think they need us more than we need them. I mean, yeah, like, definitely. What you've built is, I think, very inspiring to any artist. Like you're completely independent. You're doing everything online. You make a living off your music and it's like that it's just impressive it's inspiring and um it's good to see people pulling it off independently and it, it's it sounds like you're super humble about it which is dope too because um it's it's yeah, like i don't really i forget like honestly I, like it doesn't like hit me or i mean i don't really think too much of it <laughs> i guess <laughs> i could think yeah, but, no, yeah. it's 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 cool because like you, a lot of people think of musicians with like, like successful musicians, and they think of this weird like, and it's almost like people don't think of them as normal people or whatever. But like at the end of the day, like all artists are just kind of like normal people, no matter how crazy they seem in their yeah, yeah. in their videos. And I mean, I'm sure like Six Nine is probably as crazy as he seems in his videos. But yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's nuts but it's you know you you you've built up a really in, like inspiring kind of thing here like it's funny when you first messaged me like you were just like yo i've gotten good results like i wouldn't mind sharing stuff with you and it wasn't until a couple days ago where i like looked you up and i was like damn this guy's like moving mountains with his music here like two hundred and fifty thousand monthly listeners it's 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 yeah, it's dope uh, and I'm excited about the idea too. Like I was telling you about the cassette tape. I feel like that hasn't been done before, and just yeah. like learning as I go. Yeah, I think that's a super cool idea because it's it's a physical piece of merch that doesn't require an annoying, outdated format. Because it's like if you're selling a CD or a cassette, um, which are cool, but like, what percentage of fans are going to have a cassette player or even a yeah. CD player? Yeah, um, people don't have that. So like you're you're making this cool collectible thing, but at the same time you're giving people access to a digital product. And uh, are you doing it through like a? Are you shipping yourself, or do you have like a fulfillment kind of thing? No, this is I'm shipping it myself. So this is actually um, so I'll show it again. It's actually a cassette tape that my cousin 
he did it for me like four years ago and i was just shipping it out to like music industry people for like the longest and then it got me like traction like i like i live in la so i'll run into music industry people and when i pull that out instead of pulling out like a business card like i'll get i get their attention so i felt like all right there's something here so then like reese like three months ago i had an epiphany like wait what if i just use this as a, like for my next album because prior i had the cassette so in the cassette prior i had like a usb like a small little usb thing but now a lot of computers don't even have usbs like the newer ones so i'm like all right how could i um even how could i make it happen and then one day it just came to me like all right just use a qr code and then people just scan it uh, it's like a private link it'll take you to like soundcloud and there you go there's the album so <laughs> that's dope yeah and i i think more artists should think about creative creative products like that because you know you could like one example just off the top of my head is you could sell a t-shirt and with it comes like a business card with a qr code on it where they get your album for free and yeah. you could do something where the t-shirt has a qr code in the artwork like that's even even more of a unique idea and i guess the problem is yeah. that anyone could just scan your shirt and steal the album but um that's actually a dope like i think printful allows you to customize like the tag so you can yeah. put a QR code on that. So like, hey, you buy this shirt, you get this single or whatever, or like, so yeah, that's yeah, a great and, idea. And like I, a lot of artists, I think, I mean, myself included, are being boring with their merch. And it's cool that you came up with that, that cassette idea because like, you know, I, I feel like people will buy that even if they don't care about getting the digital digital files necessarily because they might buy it because they, they want to support you and they want a cool collectible then they might still go streaming on Spotify. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Tool, um, but they're like one of the world's biggest like metal projects. And they came out with an album. I bought it. I never even took the CD out. I just wanted the package. And then I just streamed uh, it on Spotify. But I yeah, yeah. I get it because, do I have it here? No, I don't. Um, it's I just wanted like a cool product by them. I wanted to support them. But I and just streamed the whole thing on Spotify anyways. But um, you're doing that kind of same approach as well and also if you're doing that while also releasing the singles like individually you're giving early access too which is kind of a cool yeah, thing that's what it, that's mainly what it is early access yeah so i think it's fantastic it's a great idea no thank you <laughs>